red one. Okay. Y'all, I, I keep hearing how the Virgo Venus is supposed to be really good for me. Um, did you hear anything good about for it for me? Yeah, I mean, a, a couple stuff, but obviously it's in my first house, so it's, like, better for me. Well, you know, the, the, the Leo Venus was actually in my first house and wasn't too good for me, was it? No. Well, I'm just going to embrace it all. Right, That's Mariah? what I did. <laughs> no, it could be good for you, Mariah. Do you have anything yeah. in your first house, though, is the question? Um, no, my first house is empty. I just have my rising sign. Maybe it'll be, like, a really chill good time for you. Like, it brings good, like, healthy routines and some more, like, discovery of self, you know? Yeah, Personally, I heard that it's supposed to be really good on, like, um, my identity and, like, routines and, like, what I want for myself. Yeah, I feel like I wish they would have said that more for the Leo Risings. They were, like, Leo and Venus, and Venus and Leo is going to be, like, awesome for you to find love or whatever the fuck. I was like, Which I think is wild love. considering it went retrograde, too. Well, just the fact that Venus is in my first house, I feel like that doesn't mean that I'd find love. Maybe, like, my physical presence could bring about more connections, but, like, I don't know. Yeah, if anything, I would argue that moving forward, so, like, the Leo Venus could really help with your, like, self-identity and what you want, what you are, who you are, what you want from this life. And then now that it's transitioning to Virgo, which is your second house, like, we kind of move a little bit into, like... Now we're looking at relationships, and then we move forward to the third house. And I think that it's more than likely that you would find it post the Leo Venus. Yeah. I don't want it to be in this town. Um, I want it to be full But obviously the Virgo Venus is going to make you really nitpicky, so I think it would come, if anything, after that. And Kaylin did say mid-November. She said mid-November, so. Which, let me double-check when uh, we switch to Libra Venus, which is obviously going to be an immaculate time. It's November 7th, isn't it? Let me double-check. Um, November 8th is the last day of Virgo and Venus, so sometime on okay, the 8th. I was you were close. close. I was close. So that'll be the time when we're girly popping with our lip gloss. Yeah, Mariah's Libra Venus is going to be out here stunting. But you know what? After Libra comes Scorpio, and that's going to be during my birthday month, Scorpio Venus. And then my Sag Venus will be in January, so. We're popping off. It sounds like yeah. the rest of the summer is like actually hot girl. Or the, the rest of the year is actually like a hot girl summer. Hot girl summer, but in the winter. Yeah, it's hot girl winter because those Venus signs are immaculate. I know that's pretty good back to back, like Libra, Scorpio, and Sag. Like that sounds good to me. Kaylin, goddess ready and in the mood. Kaylin said she's tired of talking about Virgo Venus. No, I didn't. Kaylin said when you start saying like planets names and big transit names, I get well, Kaylin, I'll give you a quick cliff notes. Your your Virgos in your sixth house which is about daytime health routine. Virgo Venus is a prime time for you to figure out a good routine for yourself and your life and what you want. This is I like thought, perfect for you. No, but Kaylin's Virgo house is her tenth house. <laughs> her Am I tenth wrong? house is Virgo. You're correct. Sorry, Kaylin. Now is the best time. You are correct. Now is the best time for you to think about your like life goals and dream job and what kind of routines you need to put into position for that you're totally right yep like not having a vinyl record player in time yep exactly instead of a vinyl record player we're investing in your store that is correct caitlin Woo! and she has her no she has her north node in virgo in her 10th house caitlin this is awesome this is an awesome time for you to really focus on what you want and what kind of routines you need for your art store you better, think, you, better start, you better pull out that planner pull out those notes write down everything you could think of that's going to help you with your art store because mm -hmm. your north node is hard is patience yeah you have to remember patience 
massage rising. That's going to be really difficult for you. But it's okay. We're here to remind you that it's an investment. Just like when you tell me I'm applying to jobs, I want them to invest in me. And we want the universe to invest in you with these movements. And, you know, Virgo energy, really focus on what you love to do in that 10th house. Mm-hmm. It is a long-term investment. But if you if you can't get your like your keychains right now, maybe there's other things, other research Wait. that you could be doing right now to get you there so that you can still fill the void of just waiting for your keychains to get here. Mariah. Yes. Venus just went through Leo, and I have a Leo North node. Then it just got into Virgo, and Kaylin has a Virgo North node, and now it's going to be going into Libra after that, and you have a Libra North node. All those back-to-back, that is not coincidental. We were meant to meet one another. Yeah, we're all <laughs> learning from Kinsey. No, it's not about me going first. I'm saying, can you believe that our North nodes had transits all back-to-back? That is true. And then um, right now... The south node is in Libra, and then next it'll be in Virgo, which would be, which would uh, you know affect Kalen, and then after that it'll be in whatever the hell yours is in. Yeah, because right now, right now, no, no. So the south node being in Libra right now is affecting your north node, yep. and then when it gets into Virgo, it'll affect her north node. Yep. But my yes. south node is Aquarius, so. Dang, why are you so far away? It's okay. So like, it won't affect me for a while. Yeah, so that'll be awesome. Kaylin, I think you should just find some good research and videos and stuff while you're doing it. Yeah, I th- I agree. And I have already been, like, mindset thinking about it. I just don't want to. I- I'd want to. I just don't want to be patient about it. Well, if that's okay. We're going to only get more Virgo and more Libra energy in the next week. Kenzie and I looked at the transits, and it's going to be mad Libra, mad Virgo energy, which the Libra's going to fight it because you have a Libra Mars. You got pushed through that Libra Mars, Kaylin. Like, yeah, I have a... I have a Libra Mars too, so I'm I'm really struggling with it too. Like, imagine if I had all the money I needed and all my artwork edited and ready and files named, and all I had to do was place the order and I'd wait for my keychains to come in. Well, that's what great. I'm saying. You got to fill that void so that I know you're being impatient for it, but fill the void with other necessary research that you might not be thinking that you'll need in the future. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, start doing math of how much you need or how much money you want. Or what I you want to print. Fix your edits. Look at art shops. Like stuff like that. Like other things can be filled in that time. Yeah, that's true. That just makes me more excited, and then I gotta put it down so I can just feel how excited I am. Why is Kaylin sound like you're about to cry right now? What? The way you were talking sounded like you're about to cry. You're like, yeah, it just makes me feel so excited. Because <laughs> it doesn't feel as good as it sounds. <laughs> <laughs> I let's get started, losers. My Would my lips be glued together? Would this glue my lips together, yes or no? Huh? Welcome. Not even, like, slightly? Welcome to post It's my turn. You did it last week. Oh, okay. You're listening to Postcard Depression, where we talk about this week's current hyperfixation. My name's Mariah, and my fun fact is I have this 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 plushie that Kaylin made me. You guys can't see it, but it's a cute little duck, and it's my favorite thing on my desk right now. Aw, thank you. I'm Kaylin, and I'm living out my One Piece dreams playing Sea of Thieves right now. I just started playing. I named a, a parrot Tahin after my favorite, like, snack seasoning. 
Oh, uh, you kind of sounded like you had more to say. But anyways, my name's Kinsey. <laughs> <laughs> my name's Kinsey. And my fun fact of this week is that I'm obsessed with Sugar Apple Fairy Tale, and we will be reviewing at some point, and that the love of my life was going to act exactly like Shao Van Shao, the main male character of the anime. Um, We're taking applications for any Shao Van Shao um, appearing slash behaving uh, gentle people out there. It does not matter the gender. I think that Kinsey's just, she's ready. It's, it's been a while. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, this week we're um we're doing our part two of of uh Kaylin, get this off the screen. I'm sorry, I just don't like that I can't see you guys well. You can't see me any way. I don't care, I can see Kinsey, but it's so small. All right, well, I just I don't down, leave it on the screen. I gotta read the body language or I'm going to have an aneurysm. I'm autistic, I need the body language. All right, I'll give it back to you after I use this and I'm gonna Okay, use let it me right introduce now. then and then we'll bring that up. We're we're doing part two of Hosier un un unreal unearth. Okay, are you because done? it was so good that we couldn't we couldn't fit it all in one episode. It was so good. We had to do Are you part done now? two. Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> She's just mad I beat her in my college twice. But anyways, uh, <laughs> don't blink. Um, just a recap. Just a recap. I thought there was only three songs on this album, which is why I didn't go back and listen to it because I had heard the three songs enough. <laughs> And then I was wrong, and so I had to binge the morning of our recording, and I listened to it all the way through, and I was like, "That's that was pretty good, but I wish I remembered it enough for the talk. And I remembered it enough and took notes of my first impressions, but I have to go through uh, the first few songs in a very quick logline fashion before we move on, because I didn't give them enough appreciation last week. So, starting with DeSelby, part one and two, what a amazing start to the entire album. Can't get better than that. The first time, what the fuck? I carry on in Francesca, like, I just feel like I'm literally floating around and, like, being, like, loved and, like, discarded, but, like, not forgotten. Like, I don't know. It feels really good. Eat your young, bop. Damage gets done. Pro and who we are as a combination, probably. We didn't probably. get to who you are yet. We didn't get to who you are yet. Yeah, we haven't gotten what? to it. We, we did it? No. Nope. Oh my god. That, like, those two in combination, because when you hear the damage gets done, and then bleed into who we are, that's a combination. But anyways, the damage gets done. Probably story-wise, one of my it's hard to pick a favorite, but it's like one of my favorite, you know, like, uh, narratives. And also, I just, the duet is so good. Whoever, like, is singing along with him, I'll have to look her name up. I feel bad, but it's what so What kind of girl is she really know what she doing? I know. It, like, I feel like I, you know what I feel like? I feel like um, I'm doing karaoke, like with all my best friends. And I feel like we're just singing our hearts out. Like not, we're not really going through what the couple's going through, but we're just singing our fucking hearts out. That's what I visualize when I like um, sing along to it in the car. Well, it's so me... funny that you point out the like the the bleed from Damn She's Done to Who We Are because I think it also bleeds really well from Who We Are to All Things or not All Things End. It goes into Son of Nick's first and then All Things End. I completely agree. Um, so that's why last week when we were trying to figure out where to cut it, I was like, I want to cut it after Damage Gets Done because I one, I feel like there's a full transition on the vibes. When you go from Damage Gets Done to Who We Are, it's like a completely different mm -hmm. vibe and sound. And I love the way it bleeds from Who We Are into Son of Nick's. Well, so. I'm happy. I'm happy to have taken the time because I didn't give it enough appreciation the first like half of the album, and I'm happy to recap because yeah, 
I, I completely agree with what you said. And specifically, just to talk about, like, going into who we are, like, the damage gets done. It just, it's this very bitter, like, you know, but, like, almost sweet, like, I remember how we were, and I don't know how we lost it, and it, like, I don't know, and then, and, and then, and then it goes, like, darker and darker and down and down, and then, like, I don't know, I like, it. I, it's kind of like a, a very slow slip and slide, that's how it feels when you go down the second half of the album, it's just, like, it gets slower, and the music gets slower, and you feel, you can slow down any song and it sounds sad, do you guys agree? Yeah, that's Take why people songs. like Harry Styles successfully write happy songs, but they're slow and sad, and you're like, this is a happy song, but I'm sad. Oh my god, that's a good point. Um, well, I wanted to mention that this is part two of something I showed this week, and I'm so happy that my friends like Hosier as much as I do, because I remember, you know, two years ago, um, well, actually it was more, it was like three years ago now, showing Kaylin Hosier for the first time, and like, you know, she's she didn't get the hype yet, because he's, he's it's like literature it's like high literature and bro i just heard this irish man's like, accent that's all i heard i didn't even visualize the lyrics and like you put yeah. a book in front of me and i read it Hosier and i was like gas only enunciates what's he wa- what he wants you to hear so mm-hmm. i mm-hmm. if i'm not gonna <laughs> hear it then i'm not gonna i'm kidding i read the lyrics to every song but um and that's just a joke i see on twitter about him enunciating things but <gasps> Bean! Hi, Bean. <gasps> i love that motherfucker um, I just saw his cute little fucking face. Like uh, y'all missed his little face. It was funny. But yeah, um, just wanted to state that that I'm very excited to keep reviewing it. So starting with who we are. <laughs> I'm gonna start there. What do you mean? That's, that's the, the that's next, the next well, song. Like, that that no, I'm saying that was like the sound of like a knife being driven into my heart. Like like where the. When you stab someone in the heart, um, they let out the air that was within their lungs because their lungs are right behind their heart. So that's like the sound of air being pushed out. Oh, well, you I guys don't can't know. see me over the camera, but I don't, I I don't know why. You yeah, felt yeah, that this way. is why I need body language. I don't understand what's happening. Yeah, why do you I felt mean that like way? It's, it's like a, it's a heart wrenching good song. It's like, oh, oh, okay. Like I, thought- I scream to this song in the car, like. As if I've been through some shit when I'm completely in a happy relationship. But, like, it's just the narrative is so good. Who we are is actually, I think, not that much about love necessarily. It's about an ex. I know. But I thought thought who we are is more so about, like, yeah, his entire album is about love, essentially. But I'm saying, like, this song talks about, like, finding who we are and the pain that we go through to do that and how it can be at the expense of other people too. Like they come into your life and they leave your life and wanting somebody to love you because you're so afraid to be in that space alone. Mm, It was given the vibes for me that like, almost like the uh, relationship was like already on the brinks, like inevitably ending. And he like saw that it was bad, but he was like, that's just who we are. Like relationships end and things go bad. And that's just who we are. Well, yeah, I was yeah. getting that vibe too. I just think the song. I think the song is more so about a relationship bringing you to that realization, like uh, not one that's staying. Like clearly, like it's it's out on its way out the door. But I think the song is more so about like you know finding. I don't know, f- not peace, but like you're just expressing yourself through the ending of a relationship and realizing it's like 
this is just normal like people aren't bad nor good if they leave or enter your life yeah it was definitely like we're only humans vibes like it ended and that's fine we're only humans it's okay if things didn't work out that's just who we are as people almost like him saying like we're just not compatible specifically who we are um it isn't and i i went and double checked i was like i'm pretty sure it's the wrath when i double checked and it is the wrath one and for me it gives when you're in the five stages of grief and you get to anger and you're angry about it because it's like it you have to go through that wrathful angry part of grieving to find acceptance and i think that when we go through son of nixon coming on we'll talk about things more i think he finds acceptance but like he literally is like talking about waiting for somebody to come along like with those eyes and is like still sad and missing her and then he just like you know to hold me like water and then he says or christ hold me like a knife like because their relationship was sharp like a knife and then he just starts like belting out like angry so i take it like that stage of grief when you're just like like do y'all know that meme the where the girl screaming in the mirror and she's got her bonnet on Mm-hmm. yeah ryan do you know what i'm talking about nope I can't visualize it. It's just her, like, you You can see so much, like, pain in her face, and she's just screaming, and people meme it a lot, like, and specifically they'll meme it with music that's, like, that good, or, like, that just, like, intense. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's, what it is for me, it's, like, the lyrics, I feel like this song was about a relationship that's ending, but this relationship is teaching him so much about who he is, what he sacrificed to have the relationship, and what was really worth it at the end of the day. Because in this line, he says, We're born at night, so much of our life is just carving through the dark to get so far, and the hardest part is who we are, that's who we are. So, like, I I really believe in this, like, um, way of thinking that none of us really know who we are, straight uh, except for when you're children. Like, when you're a kid, you really understand a lot of who you are but from a childlike perspective and the older you get and you get warped by like what you've been taught and like society and Mm -hmm. all that stuff you start to struggle to find who you really are which your your childlike self really knew the beginnings of like even if it didn't even if as a child you didn't understand like the depths you still understood more than we do now in our young adult life um so this song kind of felt like you don't know who you are until you like wade through the darkness of your soul and sometimes a relationship can bring the light from that but at the cost of it leaving you know what i'm saying yeah i can see why you you say that i think it reminds me of like my first serious breakup ever and i remember physically going through like the denial stage the bargaining like okay sure i'm fine with being friends that's cool you'll still be in my life that's that's cool and then i remember having breakfast with my brother and telling him that it happened and he was like shocked because we were going to the same college and he was like oh my god he did that and like i was telling him all the details and i was like but it's okay because we're still friends and he said friends like and he explained like all the other details i had mentioned and how wrong it was like what he did and like specifically why i should be upset and i went straight into wrath i was like damn i guess you are just an asshole which i'm not saying that for hosier like he still has love for this person and that was a very young love of mine that i'm not comparing it to but I think that when you get into that stage, it's like you accept like, no, I am angry at you. And I am angry that like, you know, about certain parts of it. But I still in the song, I still love you, you know, and I still I I wish we could make it work. It's like the song starts with the bargaining, but then ends with like, this is just who we are, you know, and it it starts like uh, lending itself to the next uh, part of the album with a little bit more 
acceptance that things end. Yeah. I agree, guys. You changed my mind. <laughs> it's okay. Music, art as a whole is up to interpretation. And there's times where I hear songs that I, I know the meaning, but they'll feel like a different meaning later in life. So There's been at least three times that I thought Hosier was talking about love, but he was talking about dead critters. So <laughs> Dead critters. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because when I look at the lyrics more, I'm like, oh, yeah. I just like how upset he is in this song. Like, oh, I, like, my God. It like, makes me... I, I could go listen to it right now. Like, the... With your eyes. Like, uh, oh, my God. Damn. But, um, yeah, love that song. Moving on to the next one. We got Son of Nyx. And for me, this song... I know I told you guys first time was my favorite at the beginning, but um, I kind of had this conversation with Kaylin recently that it's been kind of hard for me to listen to the album as often as I'd like to because I feel like it's describing a lot of what I've been going through the last year and a half since graduating, and it feels really raw, and it feels like just mm-hmm. I'm really upset if I listen to it too often because it's that oh, good. It's my that Scorpio good. 12th house is watching this eating popcorn and like just empathizing big. Like this is like uh, rubbing some salt into your fucking fresh. Yeah, yeah, for me, I'm like, damn. Like it feels like when I graduated the last, uh, well, uh, like a year and a half ago, um, I had a completely different outlook of what I thought life would look like now. And the fact that it has gone 180 and this this album has really talked about like transformation and letting go and like you know, the grief of, like, having to die and become a different person has been really hard for me to listen to. So, with The Son of Nyx, okay, I thought First Time was my favorite. Still love First Time. I I really do. But Mm -hmm. I actually think that Son of Nyx is one of my top favorites, and I listened to the song when I first listened to the album, and I was like, oh, Waka, that's cool. It's an instrumental. But then, I was driving home from my mom's house after we had this crazy conversation, um, and it was pitch black outside because it was almost 11 o'clock at night, and it was raining, and this song was full blast on in my car, and I was like, it was like a cinematic experience, but with no visuals. Like, I was a changed person after the song. That's why it says, Son of Nyx changed me on my Did name. Did you take in the blackness of the air? Yes, yes. No, you don't That's understand. That's the like, Selby part one uh, reference, by the way. I, I honestly thought you, like, when I heard this song, like, I thought it was going to be one of your favorites to begin with. And, like, it's supposed to, Son of Nyx is supposed to represent, like, a goddess of, like, night or something like that. So, I was like, this is up Kinsey's alley. Yeah, I know who Nyx is. Is um, it Nyx, the, the, the boatman? No. No? I Nyx, thought he was. Nyx is the goddess of darkness and nighttime. And she's yeah, I was older. like, this is up Kinsey's alley as soon as I saw the song. She's older than Zeus, because Zeus is just uh, one of the 12 Olympians. She's older than Gaia, which is the titan of time. I mean, a titan of the earth, and she's older than Uranus, which is the um, titan of the sky, because the first thing that was ever there was darkness. Like, if you look at Turn me on when you start talking real mythological over there. So, when he says he's the son of Nyx, like, he's the son of night. Like, he, and the song Mm -hmm. is all about, like, nighttime, like, darkness, and, like, you know. Which is so perfect going to how Caitlin was talking about the grieving process with like the last song and then we go into Son of Nyx and then all things end. That's why I was like, I need these three songs back to back when we discuss them. Well, <laughs> because you're right. It is like he's this entering this also, darkness now, this like aloneness. Nyx was so powerful that it was the only god, well, she's a goddess, that Zeus was afraid of. Yeah. There was only one person he was afraid of and it was Nyx. And she's like, she gave birth to, like, all the crazy-ass goddesses, like, the occult goddesses and all that shit. She didn't give a fuck. And, and nobody fucked with her. Well, 
before acceptance, like before the final acceptance in the five stages is depression. So I think it's very interesting that like before we get to all things in and after the who we are, you get this like very nighttime, dark ass transition. And now that I know it's the right God, I was imagining a man with a boat this whole time because that's who I thought Nyx was. I forget that dude's name, but I know who you're talking about. He like Sticks. That's the river of sticks. Oh my god. He travels on the river of sticks, but he's not even a god either. He just works for Hades, and I forget his name. But I can look it up. He's he the boatman. He takes dead souls um, Greek into the underworld. Boatman. Underworld. River of sticks, boatman, underworld. His name. Uh, ba Enter. Charon? Charon? Oh, he, Kinsey. Huh? He is the son of Nyx. He oh my god, he, look at Bean. He is a son of Nyx? In Greek mythology, the son of Erebus and Nyx, whose duty it was to ferry over the river's sticks. Oh okay, my okay. god. Listen, so hear I was me out, right. hear, me out. hear me out. I didn't remember his name. So now that I'm thinking about this song, maybe maybe Hosier himself is not com- comparing himself to a son of Nyx herself, but actually speaking about the boatman so maybe kaylin's intuition was correct this right time <laughs> wait, maybe wait, it wait. was about the boatman because the boatman <laughs> takes you to the underworld he literally you already you have to like descend a little bit yourself to go into the underworld and he's like but if you actually want to get there you got to take this boat. i had like a lord of the Rings cinematic experience of what the underworld looked like what these like taverns and caves looked like of this man boating me down but like what's so funny is i just snapped you guys saying that like listen I don't know the words, what trine, square, circle, and, you know, whatever the fuck y'all are talking about means, but there was a time and place where there was no telescopes, and y'all had to rely on the intuitive bitches, and here I am not knowing who Nyx is, that she's this hot old lady in Greek mythology, older than anybody. Hey, old ladies can be a hot term, Kinsey, don't look at me like that. And I was picturing a boatman the whole time i didn't have to picture that i just was like mm, hey I but if you think about it we were both right because i told you that nick was so interesting though. lady and you know what i didn't even know that mr boatman was one mm-hmm. of nick's children i know she's had several so i just didn't <laughs> know it was one of them so it adds even more to the lore and metaphor that mr hosier himself is doing because this begins with another dissension of the levels mm-hmm. and he's like yeah we're going through it i hopped on that boat and- the yeah. fact that it's in the layer of depression, you said. Yeah. Like, he. How depressed are you going to be if you're guiding lost souls? Oh my god. <laughs> no, I don't um, think he's saying that the son of Nix himself is depressed, but like, maybe like. I'd be pretty depressed. My mom I'd made me work, and my job is to bring these souls down to the underworld. Literally, I travel back, there. I travel back. back. The listeners left can tell right, that. Left to right, I'm depressed. I bring a new soul every day, okay, day by day. Although that was funny as fuck, Mariah. I actually think that the song is called "Son of Nicks" because you know, the boatman does transfer you to the next, you know, um, area. Yeah. Of because Hosier himself is taking women day by. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> day by oh day on God. this boat <laughs> into hell. I think so it is funny that um, we were both right because, um, I mean, the listeners can tell that you are a Greek nut nerd and you are not wrong at, like, who Nyx was and stuff. But, like, I after I heard your interpretation, I'm like, so it's just the son of this god? Like, who's the son of this god? And then it's like, oh, exactly who I intuitively imagined. 
Well, I, it's so weird. I knew the boatman had a name, but I've only known him as the boatman, the man who takes, you know, souls to, they're not lost souls, by the way, they're souls that are going to the underworld. That's like um, when your parents own a business and they make you work, like, at the cash register, you know, like, um, really quick, the night. Let me look something up really quick, okay? Pause, because I think this is a good idea. Also, I saw your uh, little duck parrot, can, um, Raya, on your shoulder. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Bean is so fucking cute. I literally love that cat so much. With my whole life, I would die for him. All right, I want to see him every single day and rub his belly and play worm and play with the tent with him every single day and take him everywhere I go and keep him in my pocket. You know, there's only one way you can do that, and that is to get this job in Columbus and go live with your uncle for a couple months and then convince Kinsey to come down, and then she'll bring her cat. Or I kidnap Bean. That's the worst-case scenario, and I think that Bean would be very sad and depressed about his mother. So, guys... He loves chowder now. Um, I wanted to mention, because I didn't even know that the boatman was the, one of the sons of Nyx. I knew one of Nyx's sons was Thanatos, and he is the god of death. So Hades is the god of the underworld. He, he's in, in control of all the dead bitches. So he's basically the Grim but, Reaper. But Thanatos, Thanatos is the Grim Reaper. He's the one that goes and snatches the souls. And I knew that he was the son of Nyx. So just imagine you are the son of Nyx, but you ended up being a boatman and not Thanatos. Hey, I think also, Boatman has a why, why my big brother get a better job than me and I gotta go back and forth with these dead souls? What I gotta do to get a promotion around here? <laughs> what I, I personally, do? my intuition is telling me that Hosier is referencing um, Boatman for, for sure because it's just like we're already at that circle of hell that I feel like at some point we gotta cross the Boatman whereas like maybe in one of the first layers we would have encountered the Grim Reaper on like the planet Earth. You oh know yeah I think like I said the songs bleed so well I think he did it intentionally knowing that this was like this, the person to bring you to the next round. This is so cool. Uh, oh my goodness yeah and I'm pretty sure so Erebus is Nyx's husband and he's the god of like darkness and gloom and like scary shit and she's the goddess of the night that's really cool yeah i could be wrong though because i only know more about nyx i don't know a lot about erebus isn't nyx a makeup company too yes but that has nothing to do with hosier let me look it up it is i'm telling you it is i know it is because i have their eyeliner Mm-hmm. interesting my voice means nothing I just wanted to see. My voice means nothing. It's not a crime. I'm not breaking no law. This is me, son of Nyx. Bringing the lost souls. Gotta get the lost souls. She sounds really far away from her thing. (laughs) Look at her pick up all the squishmallows. (laughs) You sound so funny in the distance, like the echo from the microphone. You hear the rolling chair. Mom said I gotta get the lost souls. (laughs) Mom said I gotta get the lost souls. Grabbing the lost souls. Where's the duck? This is me asking my mother for a promotion. Hey, mom, I've been working for like eternity. Um, do you think there's any way I could get a better job? Do you think there's any way I could get out of this motherfucking boat? Bitch? Like, I'm tired of being on this boat. My legs are cramping. I see the same lost souls swimming around. What do I got to do to get a better job? <laughs> what do I got to do? Tenanto's got some a family wings. business. What can I do to get some wings up in this bitch? This is a I, I've been your best boatman for eternity, mom. <laughs> Put me in, coach. Please get me out of this boat. You have to. You have to do what's best for the familia. But anyways, yeah. Um, loved the song. 
I like that it's instrumental. I think the uh, I think their violins, if I'm correct, the violins get me crazy. Absolutely. Um, Stimulation. It's ephemeral. It's ephemeral, dog. <laughs> in my soul, I feel it tingling in my soul, not even in my organs. And I don't have a lot to say about this song other than the fact that it feels like darkness itself is like encompassing me covering me seeping into me but in the best ways like in a scary way but in a way where you know that you're going to change afterwards for the better so that is how i feel about this song it actually doesn't actually feel like depression to me personally um but it it definitely feels like you're i'm like transforming into a different person by the end of the song i agree and there isn't a lot to say it just it, it is just art you know and it's interpretive and it does have enough of a reference in the title itself to set the theme for you ain't no words in the song anyway so you know it's all up to vibes <laughs> so i think i vibed it out unless y'all have anything else about the vibes we're gonna move on is that all right yeah so okay hold on this is my episode silence <laughs> that that was me using the um the star wars force on you the force it's just called and the force. The force. I used to force on you. <laughs> the next song is All Things End. And this song is so motherfucking good. It's so existential yet so romantic at the exact same time. And hits very personally. Very, very personally. Very, very, very personal. <laughs> I'm also personally attacked by it. It's a very personal song for personal reasons to me. So, yes. Tell me what you guys thought about it before I say what I want. Kaylin, the force has been released. Oh, God, I almost, like, suffocated. I couldn't breathe. <laughs> um, I remember the first time hearing it, kneeling the existential, like, I could not believe this man had to remind us all that the sun will end and pop one day. Like, all stars die out and explode. But it does have this, like, rebirth and this, like, Yes, all things end, but, you know, it, it quickly references the uh, life cycle, like life, death, life, death. Like, um, uh, he specifically says all things end, um, but we'll begin again, um, time and time again, like, you know, like, just as we intended. And I think that it tells me, like, you know, the, the stories of twin flames who don't make it out in a lifetime so they try again the next lifetime. That is literally not, it's not about the lifetime. He's talking about how in one lifetime, you can do a lot. No, of I know, but it can be interpreted either way is how I feel. That, that is true. I mean, if that's how you feel. Love you. No, no, I feel both ways. Like, I, I take it as like, um, you, could, you could send that to your ex, like, we want to begin again. Or you can take it very big picture, which when I listen to the entire album, which... I only formed this new interpretation when I listened to the entire album. I do get senses of, like, he literally is going through hell. Like, I see him as a soul, and I see him as, like, and, I mean, I'm not trying to jump to the ending too quick, but first light, you know, we kind of do ascend again. And, you know, it's it's very metaphorical, you know, but I think that's, like, the biblical way he wrote it down, but it can be still sent to your ex, you know, lovingly. Yeah, I think, in, if you want to know my opinion... I felt like the song... You didn't was ask Mariah first. Uh, you said you were going to ask both of us, and then you said you were going to hear Please let me know. What did you think about this song? <laughs> uh, when this song first dropped on the EP that Kaylin thought was the album, uh, it was already my favorite song. Um, 
One of my favorite things about the song before I go into the lyrics is like the sound itself. There, there are two things I love when music does. One, I love when they get really, 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 really intense and then they drop it off and then they go like really, really whisper quiet. It's my favorite thing when songs do that because like gets your heart pumping and it cuts. This one did my other favorite thing. There's a line when he says, um, I never heard the silence and then it goes silent for a second. It's very minuscule, but if you hear it, it's like... Mm-hmm. <laughs> i don't know how to explain what it does to me i love it i wish we were recording right now like, i wish we could see it's like when i that. see good parallels in a tv show it like gets it, it's like oh you guys got me that was good <laughs> what? that was silent dog yeah um but i love i love that i love the choir at the end of it i think it's so perfect um i obviously heard the song at the same time kinsey did and first thing in the morning um i think that this song is one of my favorite songs on the album um i remember when the ep came i liked it and i was like i'm kind of over it and the song album came out and i think where he put it at the album brought like more light to it for me um it's gold i could cry to it i don't but i feel like if i was in a good enough mood i would cry to it uh (laughs) i cry to it i I think it's a really good one i and i think that metaphorically the song could be represented for a lot of different situations and it's it's a good reminder for people like yeah all things end but like if you really truly want to start over and start again, like you have to let things end. You have to let things change. And die. Well, I'll tell you. Kenzie, did you hear my joke, by the way? No, what'd you say? When Mariah brought up that, like, you know, him referencing the silent and then the song goes silent and it literally like, like rocked her off her socks. I said, this man's four play game is up. He knows. (laughs) He knows how to, what's it called? What's it called when you're, um, uh, edging he knows how to edge us yeah he he <laughs> knows how to edge <laughs> anyway <laughs> if hosier listens to this and he hears any of my gremlin ass sounds i hope he falls in love with me anyway um, <laughs> watch this he'll actually fall in love with me and then kinsey will make me not talk to anyone I'll ever again kill her. i'll kill her and then i'll make him fall in love with me anyways with that song although i like listening to the song in regards to a romantic kind of proposition i feel like the song itself talks about things end no matter what it is no matter what it is in your life Mm -hmm. romantic friends family people die all that fucking sad ass shit but just because things end doesn't mean new love or new opportunities can't come into your life whether it's the same person coming back in your life or a new love that can that can teach you more about love you know your family members are gonna die which is sad but like you have chosen family and you have like a real family if you choose to have children okay this is kind of getting a little off topic but what i'm saying is that relationships end but that doesn't mean that's the end of it all and there's still happiness and things to look forward to and that's why it can begin again but i also think that the song for me and this is just for me i feel like it really talks about how relationships themselves can have like think of it as like eras or like books where it's like yeah maybe you guys had a really rough patch but that doesn't mean you guys can't come back together and be friends again after you, you know, grew apart, learned some stuff, and came back, whether it's a relationship, friendship, anything like that, family relationships, you know what I'm Absolutely. saying? Absolutely. I totally see that, like, meaning as well. And I, I feel like that meaning in itself, the one I just mentioned, is probably the most important to me in regards to this song. So. Oh, I mean, he's got that line that says, uh, where he says, like, knowing everything will end should not change our plans when we begin again, too. And that exactly. one's really good. Like, knowing that there's a possibility of it ending again, we shouldn't stop it. We shouldn't finish it. Like, we should continue moving forward with it. 
I, I think you're right. That's why I say this song is good, like metaphorically for just a lot of instances. Obviously he wrote it for like a relationship, but like in so many aspects in life, like I could catch myself listening to this and understanding it in a different aspect because of it. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. Also, um, again, the placement on the album, like to hear this after who we are in son of Nick's, it's just right. Perfectly right there because you can't have an all things end where this like death rebirth without going through the first two pers- uh, first. And yes, that goes for both party members. Cause if the one person ain't done their work for the, who we are and all that other bullshit, I don't want to be here and no begin again. Exactly. You really got a good point. I feel like Hosey, you're talking about all things and like you have to let those things go or you have to grow and change from that previous experience in order to begin again and in transform what, in whatever form that comes to you in your friendship relationship or family relationship. Like you have to go through that transformation in order to have something again with that person, yep. you know? Absolutely. Um, if you have, do you guys have anything else to say about the song? Yeah, he's got that one part in the song that says something about the sand slipping through his hands. And I remember I was like, that line was so dumb when I first heard it. But then I was like, it's not that bad, actually. I was just being dramatic. Um, He says, all that we intend is scrawled in sand or slips right through our hands. I was like, what do you you mean, sir? But uh, that was also me just being difficult when I first heard the song because that's what I do. Like like a fucking sand timer. Like, you know, like it goes, the sand. That's what it was. I was picturing him picking up sand. Well, that too. That too. It's the point is like, it's little fucking particles that like, you know, I really like the line. Um. It's in the second lyrics. He says, I know we want this to go easy by being somebody. Uh, but we've oh come yeah. long enough to know that this isn't what we want. And that's, that's not so good. Bad. That's so good. That and it goes to the show that's talking about like the, this lifetime, you know? I yeah. Know. Even the part where he says the last time I felt your weight on my chest, you said we didn't get it right, but love, we did our best. I, I truly believe that actually, it's never really one person's fault. Now, I think one person can do a ton of things wrong, but I have I feel like I'm starting to grow out of this outdated like thought process of I can only blame somebody completely for what they did wrong to me, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's like miscommunications. Like, you could say it's your fault, but at the end of the day, I think it's, like, my perspective, your perspective, like, we're both going to react differently due to past trauma, past issues, and yeah. that's just the truth of the matter. And, like, relationships will go a lot smoother if you have more of an understanding of that. Where you're not... He says, we want this to be someone else's fault. You know what I'm saying? He's like, but we've gone long enough to know that that's not actually what we want. It's to be understood is what we really want. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So, that line hit me really hard, you know? <laughs> I thought, shut up, dude. <laughs> okay, going on to the second song, you hoes. We have to someone from a warmer climate. Mm, it's a good one. Someone from a warm climate. What did you guys think, y'all? Uh, let me pull out my notes for this one. Because I just, I didn't, I wasn't like Kaylin. I didn't listen to it a bunch more since we, since we recorded last. I wrote down the heartbreak comparison from the last album. It's like, oh, wait, this is just a parallel. This isn't about the song. Uh, <laughs> Um, there's a line in here that gives like a parallel with nobody where he talks about how he desires the warmth of her side on the bed. And now that the heat of her, of like his bedroom bothers him because it reminds him of her. And I just thought it was funny because in nobody, he goes in talking about how much he misses like the heat on her side of the bed and how much he loves it. Um, and I thought that was an interesting callback. Um, and I also wrote down, this is just a sad romance song. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I think it also talks about like, 
uh, like the title itself to someone from a warm climate because he makes references that like someone else's like a stranger's leg wrapped around you. I think he's also like it's like a nod like she's in a warm climate, aka she's sharing a bed with someone else, aka it's a, a warm climate. Yeah, it's almost like you know when you break up with someone and you like hook up with someone just to like feel something. Yeah, and I think it's interesting that he calls the other person a stranger. It's definitely like diminishing that person's value like not like oh you moved on and found someone you're actually in love with it's like you you know you love me we all know that's a stranger in your bed yeah yeah he also talks about like in the first lyrics about um interestingly enough like how cold it was but how much they enjoyed themselves like laying together like the way he describes the lyrics um what the fuck Whatever, what I'm trying to say is, like, I feel like this song really does enforce that she could be with another person that doesn't actually really make her that happy, or that, like, at least didn't experience the love that she had with him. Mm-hmm. Mm. But it also just gives a feeling of, like, I'm not necessarily thinking he wants to be back with her, but just, like, reflecting over a relationship that he did enjoy at that time. Mm-hmm. Also, his vocals are amazing. When he repeats the "It comes easy, darling" over and over again, I was like, "Yes, continue, Hosier." Like it kind of—I don't know—he's like dreaming about something that he feels like is never going to happen again. So he's like nostalgic over it. But like, there's like a tone to the song that kind of feels like he is accepting that it's not coming back, even if he misses it. I don't know. What do you guys think? Yes, I'm looking at the meaning right now because I'm uh, actually seeing. A- about hell so let's look at it y'all are losers looking at the meaning i use my whole brain power (laughs) it helps me learn more and appreciate the music i use my context clues yeah it's all up to my own artistic interpretation where they tell me exactly what the cow said but like i need to look it up i think you guys should look uh there's a youtube video where he breaks down a couple songs from this album himself and i love watching artists do videos of that because they kind of give like a little history with the song too I sent a photo of Bean sitting on my chair. Oh my god, I love him. That's why. That's so funny. Did you save it? No. Wow. The things we do to make our head go silent. Um, and it talks about like there's this like part of uh, this is hard. This is like very it's deep okay. bullshit. Sorry, fans. Like we were not. I like the part where he says that the river of my arms have found the ocean. I wish I could say the cold lake water of my heart. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ! Like that's what I'm saying. It sounds like he's dreaming and thinking of her, but she's not nowhere near close to him. And oh yeah, because the next line is him saying, "Christ, it's boiling over." But it happened easy, darling. Because there's uh, references to to the cold at the end. Uh, cold. Uh, lake and a boiling river which are talking about like certain circles in hell and how different people were punished um so i'm like trying to see how that compares to the relationship i hope i get one of the nice levels of hell um there's like also like violent crimes that were violent to yourself kind of like killing yourself uh, which is like rude rude as heck like Dang, life was hard enough. I had to kill myself. <laughs> You're gonna send me to hell now. Thanks. Like whatever. Hmm. Yeah, he says. He says, and I wish I could say that the river of my arms have found the ocean, 
and I wish I could say that the cold lake water of my heart, Christ, it's boiling over. But it happened easy, darling. Natural as another leg around you in the bed frame. Maybe so. the The frozen lake is in the ninth circle of hell, and then the boiling talks about like uh, the punishment, um, uh, like different punishments for in hell. They would like boil in the river of blood, like people who committed violence. And uh, I just don't know how it's referencing it back to the song. You know what I mean? Like to the the former lover. You know, this is when we might have to, you know, we're, I mean, we're only interpreting it our best. Hosier, we are not as educated as you, sir. So we are just taking the album with the information that we know we have and what we can Google. So, you know, still love the song. Still really I, I, I was already going to say, like, my thoughts were that I had a hard time understanding the deeper meaning. But I do know it talks about is, like, they're not together and she's with someone else. That's kind of all I picked up from it. But... And I really did try it, fans. I really did. I listened to this album, like, front to back, and I'm looking at Reddit. It's just, like, I need somebody to make a PowerPoint because I'm a visual learner, and it's hard to well, read you your guys' like, bold fucking text, like, oh. this page is long. Like, please, just PowerPoint. I don't a know. A lot of the times when I'm listening to Hosier, especially in the past when I was younger, like, it might take me a while for me to understand a song more. More times I've listened to it, more times I've had, like, um, life experiences, and maybe even just seeing what other people post online. And we're reviewing it as it has just came out, and there's only so much information on it. And this man is so... I have no doubt that this song has very good references. I just don't understand them yet. So when I get to it, when I figure it out, you know, everything will be under control. But still love still love this song. It's still really good. Mm-hmm. Let's just keep moving on. Yeah, we're going to move on to Butcher Tongue. So, what did you guys think about Butchered Tongue? I wrote nothing down for that one. So, I um, guess I had no thoughts. Specifically, guys, it's so funny you say that. Because the Apalashikola Hushkapana uh, Guibara is from Butchered Tongues. And it does have another one of those, like, um, very deep metaphorical ones. I know it kept referencing, like... Uh, let me look it up. Someone being silenced, but the, the butchered tongue was still singing, so I gotta Google this one, too. And I probably should have done all my Googling earlier, but I don't fucking care, y'all. Roast me. Boil me in the ninth circle of hell in the river of blood and see if I care. Hmm. Let's go down to butchered tongues. Um, um, singing at me first. Uh, how the mouse was... I'm not gonna read all that. The ears were chopped from young men. If the pitch cat didn't kill them, they are buried without scalp in shattered bedrock of our home. Um, like, bitch, I... Uh, all I know is it sounds very pretty. Like, when it comes on, I can, like, kind of float away, but, like... Uh, the last <laughs> chorus slash lyrics was, um, In some town that just means home to them, with no translator left to sound, a butchered tongue still singing here above the ground. I felt like it talked about people who have been silenced. Oh, it literally talks about oppression when you click it on it on the the genius thing. Yeah, yeah, that's like so I don't like just the last song. This was like more of what like I was just interpreting. I didn't feel as confident about my response, but like it and I don't know if this is targeted towards a specific group of people that he wants to like make commentary on cuz like I just it's don't targeted know, to me. Cuz I just don't know enough about the song. Why? Wow, it's about it? me so oh, being oppressed. Is it? Really? It says it begins to take so, I mean, on like, is it about meanings. black people in this song? Oh, 
Um, I, don't I, don't know. Know. I, I think um, I would have noticed that. Um, butcher tongue begins to take on two meanings. The first, a reference to common butchering of languages such as Irish. The second, a more colonial impact, native languages and the speakers of it were literally butchered under colonial regimens in attempts to suppress and homogenize most effectively. Hosier speaks on both phenomenons and appears to link the two as inextricable and causational. While the Irish language survived the brutal oppression, it did not come out unscathed, and today many Irish people still can't speak it. Oh my god, he literally... Okay, so those words... <laughs> I like to pick niche stuff to be my name, but it's just also, I remember when he sings um, in Calic, it it does sound very, like, like a beautiful language, and I will say that, like, you don't hear a lot of it, and that is, that's very sad that that's what that means, this song. Um, See, yeah, it felt, it felt very, um, a little, I'm not saying it was broader general, just based off of, like, what I could tell from the song, and I'm, my information could be broader general is what I'm saying. But it did just, to me, I was like, okay, this is an overall song about speaking about, like, oppression or, you know, cutting people's voices, like, not being able to say what you want to say and being in a place where there's no translators to understand. Like, the last uh, few lyrics being like, but they still sing anyways. They still, you know, mm -hmm. show up and speak even if they are butcher have butchered tongues which I i'm sure the song cool. is intended to have both meetings like a dual meeting i'm sure that his inspiration is behind the fact like you said the irish speaking but him lyrically is trying to make it fit into a broader audience i'm sure yeah and i think that's really successful i wasn't trying to say anything about it like negatively um mm -hmm. and you know what not all of hosier's songs need to have like a like five references from different mythologies or anything like that to be good i felt like this was really cool yeah um, the very first, uh, like, uh, what's it called? Not chorus, uh, verse, um, where he says, to say, uh, a polish Kiola, I'm butchering that, literally, uh, or Hushpakana, uh, both yeah, of those are names of places. Hushpakana is a place located, um, by the Mississippi River Delta, and the first one is a place in Florida. And then Guibara talks about, like, that That word itself is talking about, like, the Irish... Hold on, sorry, my things keep going away. Um, talks. It's a poem about reclaiming Irish culture and heritage. Uh, this is some... This is a song, Hosier, I will have to do my homework on, but also props to you for writing it and talking about it, because that does sound really important. Yes, yes. He loves sticking up for the small people, and I appreciate that. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really cool that he's, you know, definitely, like, throwing a bit of himself in there. And, like, you know, I, I've heard that before, especially, like, you know, even immigrants who moved to America to, like, you know, for whatever reasons, like, maybe their homes were, you know, fucking colonized or, you know, trashed by fucking, you know, British people. But they'll come to America or somewhere else seeking like a better life or opportunity for their families and then like their kids don't want to learn the language or like their language just gets like butchered like literally mm -hmm. so i think it stretches like it can still be resonant i feel like for other like si situations or issues damn there's a lot of motherfucking songs on this album they're all amazing but you know damn mm -hmm. um do you guys want to move on to the next one 
Yeah, just yeah. because we're not sounding super confident in talking about this one. I, I love it, and honestly, I love it more knowing what it means. I just, and it's, I will give it to it. It's my favorite part about it is it sounds beautiful. It's a very beautiful sounding song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I was prepared to talk about certain songs and know that I don't really know a lot about them, but that's mm-hmm. not going to hold me back from letting Hosier know, Hosier know how much I love his ass. So mm-hmm. when he listens to this, I hope he's not disappointed in us. Um, moving on. Well, we have- half of these are just our first impression. I, I think this man knows that he is speaking very poetically and that like yeah. it, it, there's a lot of levels and metaphors and stuff. And He knows. The, Let's the, be the honest. Man, I'm the sure man this man experienced. I'm sure he has talked to fans and he has had these same conversations about how his stuff is really intricate. We can say say everything and every single thing we're saying it could be wrong. He's like, actually, all things end is not about that. And we'd be like, what do you mean? You know what? I'm still going to bop to it, though. (laughs) I know that a fan walks up there like, Shrike really changed my life. Like, you know, it reminded me of my ex. He's like, oh, it's literally about a bird that like sticks little mice up and hangs them up. You know, I don't know. Like, (laughs) (laughs) or Um, abstract, which we're eventually going to talk about. Moving on to anything but. Oh, I love this one. Tell me what you guys thought about anything but. Um, I actually watched some of the clip of him talking about this one. Hold on. I wrote down what he said. Give me a second. Oh, I'm very interested to learn more. Um, oh, no. I guess one of the questions was that uh, he referenced Mississippi. And I was like, this is <laughs> Kaylin. So I wrote it down. Um, <laughs> I, did. Uh, I did like that. And I also said. Liked... Oh, sorry. That there are a lot of bodies of water, or a lot of bodies of water in that too. That what's fun about that song is that the verse sounds on paper like they're describing nice things that you would want to do for somebody. Like, if I was a stampede, you wouldn't get kicked, or if I was a riptide, I wouldn't take you out. But those are iris sarcastic ways of saying that you don't want anything to do with somebody that you reject. So it sounds like a love song, and yet it actually is about trying to put distance between you and somebody else as quickly as possible. And then they said, he said, that's why it falls into the circle of fraud. But my question is, he says, I hear he touches your hand and then you fly away together. If I had his job, you would live forever. So he's trying to put distance between him and this woman. But at the same time, he's like, if you were with me, though, you would be experiencing something way better. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I also love just the very, like how the song begins. It begins very like light and fluttery, like. When he says that he wishes he was a mayfly, uh, he said, I fit all my joys and pleasures in one perfect day. I thought that was very really cute. Jado, get down. Sorry. Jado, I think down. he's a manipulator in this situation. Not in a bad way, but it's like when I talk to Casey at work. I'm going to be nice, but I also am saying I hate <laughs> you at the end of the day. I'm not, I'm not blurring that out. Oh my God. Well, like... I feel like the song is more so about saying, like, I don't want anything to do with you and don't worry be- like because I'd reject you if you came up to me anyways. But if you had the literal opportunity to love me, I'd, like, make you live forever kind of thing. But I don't want to love you anyways, so get the fuck out of my face, you know? Kinda yeah. Like- I mean, I- he says it falls in fraud, so it's, it is just, like, this... Um, is it really? Did he it. really say it was, like, him being bad? I don't know. I took it as, like, for example, the... Hosier I- himself man i took it as like i want to be a thun- thunder of a hundred thousand hooves moving quick if i was a stampede you wouldn't get a kick i took it as like he wants to be like this force to be reckoned with but like he would also be very gentle and he said that her. those are sayings in irish culture that are sarcastic yeah because how could you be in a stampede and not get kicked in the face 
know what I'm saying? Like, it's basically saying, like, I'm going out of my way not to kick you, even though my job as a stampede is to destroy everyone. Because I want really? you to feel isolated. Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Uh, but I do like, it, it's got a very bubbly sound. You know how, like, we talk about Harry Styles having, like, um, happy sound to it. I like the little guitar playing. It's giving, um, it's giving a bit of blues, like, bluegrass. And he does reference Mississippi now, I've seen twice uh, on this track, so. Yeah, I thought you'd like that. Yeah. Or on two tracks, I mean. I like it, I like it. I like it, I like it. Um, I want to talk about abstract. All right, <laughs> moving on to abstract. Kaylin, what did you think? Um, I thought it was really beautiful. And my first impressions of the song, um, I remember feeling like, oh my God, if you know something ever happened between me and Colin, I would feel like this song. And uh, specifically, I thought the song was just talking about seeing your relationship in a very abstract point of view where it's like a memory that doesn't hurt you, but you know, it's um, nice grieving. Get it. Um, well, what does he say specifically? Let me see. Uh, I like when he says, see how it dies like eight times. Hold on. Your, the memory hurts, but does me no harm. And then talks about how, like, the specific moment in his uh, life is a trap, trapped within an abstract moment, like, inside of him. And, like, and him saying that, like, I'll always love you, or, like, I realized in that moment I would always love you. I just took it as, like, remembering a relationship that is no longer, but very fondly and very sadly, but holding it with you preciously. That's how I took it. And then I found I out it's about roadkill. <laughs> well, okay. From what I've seen, and I could be wrong, Mr. Hosier, so if I'm wrong, please don't hit on me. What I've seen on Twitter is that it's about a memory where Hosier literally saw an animal get hit by a car and somebody popped out of their car to go sit with the animal while it literally took its last breath um, and how he felt like it was such a like tender and like human moment that would never ever be known. People would never know about it. It would go, you know under the radar of this like animal experiencing their last moments of life while somebody is there to at least be there with him. And when it says, see how it shines, see how it shines. I think he's talking about like the light in the animal's eyes before it like, Oh, he talks about the, the glistening in the eyes of the animal, you know, and it says the poor thing in the road, it's eyes still glistening, the cold wet of your nose, the earth from a distance, see how it shines. You know, I think it's referencing actually, like, a lot of little moments in the song. I think it's definitely mainly talking about the animal's life. But he even talks about, like, the, the wet road, the wet on her nose. Like, it was raining. Like, different things glistening. The earth from a distance. And him saying, see how it shines. It's, like, seeing the light of, like, life. You know what I mean? Seeing, well, like, I mean, light. he talked about the lights and all that stuff. Because he sets up the scene about before the animal dies. Yeah. So, like, a lot of people think it's about a relationship. But it's, the whole song is actually about... The, the event of watching this animal. Yeah, Hosier Twitter that says that uh, that it's about what Kinsey's talking about. But oh, actually, I, yeah, when I found that out, I was like, he bamboozled me again. First it was the strike, and now it's about. You yeah, know but he's like, using metaphors like that to represent like some sort of yeah. feeling. That's just the truth. Yeah. The strike and this song are still like metaphoric for another thing. Yeah, I think it's definitely metaphoric for like, you know, a very sad thing that happened, but like just be like a. Uh, Finding the preciousness and sh cherishing the
the good yes. parts about yes. it, even though it's fleeting. Like it's about to leave any second. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like Like the see how it shines, like in a metaphoric way, like I translate it to like say something were bad were to happen, like it's you being sad about what happened, very, very sad, but also holding it preciously. Like and it him saying that like um a part of me, I'm afraid, will always be trapped within an abstract form of a moment of my life. Like I just oh my god that so hard i visualize that so hard oh and my like, god that's that's how I mean, I even like it, if it is directly about like the animal like the part that's like uh this memory hurts but does no harm uh your hand in my pocket to keep us warm like it's still like him talking like metaphorically of it because even it goes into the the poor thing in the road its eyes still glistening like i think it's like a metaphor of like all these memories we have like i'm still watching them end type of thing yeah very very like i i like how again music is meant to be interpreted in many different ways like that like if i were to put on the song to like literally cope or heal from something and somebody like very directly almost like nerdily like corrects me they're like actually it's about roadkill and it was about this moment in hosier's trial and I, I would punch them in the face i'd be like let me vibe yeah i think any type of art is made to be like interpreted in multiple facets i mean you could show me a painting and I might think something else to someone else. And that's just the beauty of any type of art. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that I have an emotional connection to the phantom and that I just told myself he was in love with her the entire time when really it's like possession and it's not real love, but I just pretend like it is like it's yeah. that's what it is for me. So like, uh, let it go, you know, you know, what I like have my painting time? of this Hinata scene, it could have multiple meanings. If you, if you got it, if you get it, you know what I had a hard time in art school whenever I was a freshman and had to do anything fine artsy is I got critiqued a lot for being on the nose. And that goes to show how you got to like make a PowerPoint about Hosier's lyrics because I would make a project thinking it was so deep. I'm like, yeah, if I do this, everybody knows this means this. And then the teachers would be like, that feels really on the no- nose. You should like really dig deeper. And I'm like, what does that mean? <laughs> I went to go check my notes for this song, and all I wrote was starts off with, and I never finished my sentence. She said starts off with, and then she got hit with the, see how we oh, shine. It's I know. I said. <gasps> <laughs> all right, dogs. Moving I think on. the next song next. is. Unknown. Uh, oh, my God. Yeah, this is one of my of favorite ones. We, we've hit the bottom, guys. Can't get lower. Isn't there than another that. one after that? There is. First oh, okay. I guess I didn't write anything down for first like because I was confused. Um, Unknown is one of my favorites. Um, there's a line that he has in there that says, uh, so much of the living love is the being unknown. Um, and then there's another line that says, do you know I could uh, break beneath the weight of the goodness love I still carry for you? And it's something about the... Kinsey, when Kinsey <laughs> moves slowly like that, <laughs> I, have, I have to pause. Um, I think this song is very beautiful and I really like it. Oh my you know, god. I couldn't tell the difference between I felt like this song was like accepting that you loved somebody, but the more you think about it, you actually loved things about the relationship more than you loved the person, and a lot of it came from wanting to be known, right? The fear of being unknown because at the end he says, "You know, it's more than being unknown, and there are some people love who are better unknown." And yeah. I feel like this person he thought was an angel. He really had like a, a put her on the pedestal kind of thing. 
And once he had found out who she was, it was more so about I loved being known by you, and I loved like the idea that I thought I had of you. And now that I've known more about you, maybe, maybe I don't want to, and maybe yeah. I he has a line that says like, uh, let me find it. It says, "You called me angel for the first time. My heart leapt from from me. You smile now. I can see it's pieces still stuck in your teeth." I know. And it gives this like eeriness. Like, like she's not actually an angel. Like she actually a devil. So. Yeah. The ninth circle of hell is carved out specifically for uh, treacherous people who betray one another. And with this song talking about feeling unknown, it also talks about feeling misunderstood in the relationship. So that's that's what I've gathered after looking it up to, um, which is like so interesting because like um, the sinners would be like punished in different states and mostly like frozen or isolated or something like that trapped in ice like being completely by yourself or completely misunderstood in that state of the relationship and i think he's almost like it's just crying out like you know how everybody has their own stories and how everybody is the good guy in their own story unless you're just a fucking asshole but you know what i mean like yeah everybody has their own perspective and i think something about it i know you guys were talking about like the analogy of her being like this angel on a pedestal but like she was a devil too but i also see it as like perspectives you know what i mean Hmm. I think, and you could think that, that's totally fine. I meant, like, he imagined her at the beginning to be an angel, but then slowly throughout realized, like, no, I think I just want to be known, and I'm realizing that I put all this, like, expectation for you to know me because of this fear of being unknown and being misunderstood, only to realize with, like, the line that Mariah mentioned that you're not here to understand me anyways. Like, you're not... What if it's she's the one who, because it said you were held frozen like an angel to me, and because they freeze sinners in the ninth circle of hell at the bottom, it's giving Lucifer, like, literally falling all the way to bottom, like, he doesn't see her um, as an angel, but almost like, you won't get to know me like that, and like, almost like, why am I waiting for you to when you, like, obviously misunderstand me? I think overall, it's about a girl that, like, he wanted it to be a specific way, and it did not end up that way. Like, she was not the person she said to be. And I, I, the only reason I really feel that way is because the last line talking about there are some people, love, who are better unknown. And how do you go about the entire song saying it's not about being alone, it's not about the empty home, it's about being unknown, and then to say some people are better unknown? I feel like that's like a turnaround being like, I thought that I wanted you to understand me and I wanted to know you, but I actually think it's best that we, like, separate kind of thing. And when you think about the ninth circle being about betrayal, right? Like, Mm -hmm. straight up, I wanted to understand you, and now I've found out that maybe you just aren't the person I need like that to understand. Like, feeling betrayed but that's just my opinion and i haven't actually read anything about this song on google well yeah even there's a line where he says that i'd walk so far just to take the injury of finally knowing you so it's almost like she wasn't opening up to him and he was like i'm willing to like figure out who you are in this unknown space i'll hurt myself to understand who you are like that's giving toxicity no you know what it's giving to you like i feel like i was like that very early on with my relationship with colin because he was very open to, like, uh, and I, and I took it as, like, boyish at first of, like, wanting to move quickly, but, like, he genuinely was just, like, open to, like, you know, I could see this going somewhere, and I was, like, you know, 
I, I don't know, almost mistrusting it because I didn't know what love was. And I was like, I really need us to take our time. And I had my walls up. And, like, very slowly, it felt like, like, literally spoon level. He was just digging a piece of it away and away very patiently. And then I was finally, like, comfortable. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, I mean, I feel like your guys' situation comes from, like, there's a lot of trust that needed to be involved and built. And I, I feel like that's it has a happier ending but the way that he ends the song saying like some people are better unknown and saying that he literally would have went to the extent of hurting himself just to understand her like that seems like it's coming from her end that she is not ready for that kind of relationship anyways and she's procuring a different image of herself at the beginning of the song compared to by the end when he's like yeah maybe we should just keep this like at a distance you know Mm mm-hmm but I could be wrong. Hosier could like tweet our podcast and be like, "So this was every song that they were wrong about," and I just wanted to mention it, you know. <laughs> and then he'd say something in like in Irish or something. I don't know. Yeah, that'd be harsh. <laughs> but I liked the song. It was kind of sad for me personally. When I listen to the song, I just it doesn't it makes me sad. But I like it. It is a sad one, but I think it's so beautiful. I love it. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's the slow tempo. He's like, oh my god, this you know, this is a, like a man who was definitely raised by a blues father for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you guys oh, have anything uh, else to say about unknown? Nope. What the fuck? What can? Jesus Christ! An ad was playing on Genius when I had the lyrics pulled up because I was following along. I don't know if y'all heard that. Nope. No, it's like a small Good. buzzing. All right, moving on to the last song. We have First Light. What did you guys think about First Light? I think it's a perfect way to end such a fucking dark-ass album. I know. It's giving 8th House Transformation is what it is. Mm-hmm. Very transformative and very, like, um, light at the end of the tunnel. And I think that's where the rebirth part to it comes in, you know? like, And I do like how he talks about seeing the sky again. Because it starts with him falling, remember? Like, the I carry on. Um... And then the first light song and seeing the sky again, like it's the first time, you know, and it's also a throwback to the first time, you know? Well, I think what's cool about it being the first time, cause he says first light, it's like first light in this new body. The first time I'm experiencing light as a transformed person, you know? Mm-hmm. And obviously I think that we go through these kinds of transformations actually all throughout our life. Like there's smaller ones and there's like really big ones that I feel like, when I'm 80 years old, I'll be able to tell you maybe four or five times where I had a transformation this deep throughout my lifetime. Um, and I just really like how the last song is so much about like viewing life in a different way, accepting change a little, a little easier than the songs prior and knowing that it's essential to still appreciate all the light and the good things in, while he's ascent, ascending from the depths, you know? Mm-hmm. I think it's interesting, um, my favorite little line, and it reminds me of the Ace of Cups, is he says, you fill in my cup, which I don't know for sure if he's referencing tarot, but, like, uh, on Genius, it talks about the act of pouring someone else a cup before yourself, and, like, the, the gesture of selflessness that can come that way, or just, like, you know, meaning just to support them, but, like, because we're tarot bitches, I, when I hear that line, it reminds me of the Ace of Cups, which is about love and, you know, the act of filling up a cup, which you can also fill up your own cup, you know, but, um, 
I just I think that that's my favorite lyric. That it the just... first time I ever showed my emotions to Kaylin, it was about filling up my own cup <laughs> at two in the morning. I just love that card. It's my Honestly, favorite tarot card. This song makes me like several of those songs, but this song makes me cry when I listen to it because the level of appreciation that he has just like for light as the metaphor, you know what I'm saying? Like something so simple that happens every day, but like when you go through a deep transformation, the the appreciation you find in little things and like uh-huh. the little miracles that happen every day uh, when you're awake and you're just being present. Like I think it's so beautiful and I think it's such a, an elevated state of being um, and just like when with the song Damage Gets Done, like he talks about we think that these like physical earthly pleasures are going to make us happy when really the love that we had, the straight up empty, we didn't have nothing and we were just so elated. Like that's kind of the vibes I get with First Light, but in a, in a more like personal thing, like not with another person, like where you're just a, you're appreciating being alive and feeling air in your mm-hmm. lungs, you know? Yeah, he says, could this be how every day begins? Which is so like cute because... I don't know technically when he's writing the song about descending into darkness and hell and depression like you know we, we picture the little um metaphorical version of Hosier that like hasn't seen sunlight in like fucking years and is like fucking emerged but like man's writing the song is like waking up every day seeing the real sunshine but like when you're that depressed like you aren't appreciating that just like you said but when you do come out of it it's like the air does taste different like I, I know the f- what you're talking about I love when he says, one bright morning goes so easy. Darkness always finds you either way. It creeps mm-hmm. into the corners as the moment fades. A voice from your body jumps to calling out your name. But after this, I'm never going to be the same. And I'm never going never back, gonna go again. back again. Like, he's talking about just because I see the first light doesn't mean it's not going to be dark again. But, like, I have went through complete darkness. I went through such a transformation of ne- not having light for so long that I will, like, almost face the darkness that comes every night, and I will know that the morning will be there, you know? Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I wrote nothing down for this song, so I don't... I have, like, nothing to remind myself my ideas throughout the song. I don't know why I just stopped after Unknown. Well, I feel like it's interesting, because if he had not added First Light, this would have been a sad album like it would have ended yes but you adding first light i feel like was necessary to like show the whole point of the album about like transformation and rebirth which like i go back to the worms like those little fuckers literally like it's about like the decomposition of something that has died and turning it into life again and nutrients and you know like flowers blooming you know what i mean yeah i just i'm so happy he ended the album with first light because the way that he talked about darkness and sadness in this album can really get get you down as you continue to listen to it. And I'm not saying sad feelings aren't legit or real. It's just like I like that twist at the end that just because you went something through something that horrible doesn't mean there isn't good things to look forward to. It's quite literally the light at the end of the tunnel. Yes, like yeah. I don't know, I feel so bittersweet about this album. Like and I'm not saying in a way where I wouldn't want it to exist. Like I'm so happy it exists. But this album and maybe it's because of what I'm going through, but this album like really makes me so sad yet so grateful that he would write this and put it into words and be so like um intentional with every song he does in what order that he put it in. Like mm-hmm. I don't I don't know how this man's gonna like clap back from this. Like, I don't know yeah. how he's going to make a better album. This I'm sure he'll do it. 
I have no doubt, but still, I know. I, like, my brain isn't there for him. There's there's still songs that are icons from previous albums that Hosier has like released, but like I'm just talking about as an art piece, as a motion picture that I just watched in my head on repeat for the past few weeks that we've been covering this. It's probably my favorite, and it, I think it's just interesting because this is my first time that. Hosier's album, I was, like, present enough and had my friends pointing at it, like, hey, watch this, listen, and I was like, okay, and got to experience it firsthand. Maybe had I been that way with the earlier ones, I don't know, maybe I'd be, like, a little too nostalgic and hung up over them, but, like, uh, and I'll give them that. There are icons in those albums, but, like, this is my favorite. If I die, I want Hosier to be there. Okay. We'll try our hardest. Like, I, I'm just saying, like, I want to experience passing on with him in my presence. Uh, even if it's just an email, like, Hosier, you can do it in Ireland. We don't care. Just, like, shout out at, at, up at the st- guy, please, please. I'm not planning on dying anytime soon. I'm just saying, like, I feel like... I'll get him in I, the hospital room. I feel like he'd make it feel easier. You know, he'd make me feel like, I, I'm all right, I can accept this. You he'd know be the son of Mix. Yeah. I think that if you if you get terminally ill before 26, it could be a make-a-wish. It could be a make-a-wish, because they cut it off at 20, 26. No! I so. No! I gotta meet Hosier a different way, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, wait, will he even be around if I die of old age? I don't. Know, I hope he will. He, he he's gonna live eternally. I don't yeah, know you're about. right. Actually, I forgot he's immortal. So like, he literally just made a whole album about dying, y'all, and how all no, things end. And y'all are. <laughs> he's not gonna die. He's not allowed to. Uh, it's fine. I didn't mean to get morbid like that, but anyways why is my face so greasy what the heck we've been here for a while so i'm sorry guys overall um did you guys you guys loved it would you share it again with people absolutely yeah share it with colin get his ass to sit down for two seconds but he keeps playing sea of thieves and getting me to play it but like damn i would share it again i i know i said that wasteland baby was my favorite still i think that it's like a mix of both there's like songs on here that i would prefer to listen to over wasteland baby but there's songs on Wasteland Baby that I just I still can't get enough of. So still like change. I can't get enough. No, I didn't say that. <laughs> I actually love when artists put out new albums because I always assume the next album is going to be my favorite. That's what you said about Kid Quill. <laughs> don't pull that out here. Don't. <laughs> he don't. can't hear that. He can't hear that. <laughs> yeah, don't say that one. That's not true. That listens to our podcast. <laughs> Dude, shout out to Kid Quill. Um, uh, if, if he happens to listen to the Hosier yeah. uh, episode, don't ever take if opinion Mariah I have against seriously, it. Kid Quill, because I like you and I think you are a light in this life, and you need to keep doing <laughs> the work that you're doing. Yeah, right? if you can't tell, we like Pisces artist. Yeah, Pisces. <laughs> yes, I would share this with someone else. I tried getting Cheyenne to listen to some of it. I for our Chicago road trip, I put on Damage Gets Done, um, All Things End, and uh-huh. something else. Uh, but she Francesca? she's dumb. And she couldn't get through the accent because she was like, I don't even know what he's saying. I don't know what he's saying. And her friend Brianna was like, just listen. And she was like, I just can't understand what he's saying. They did like, hold up the Spotify lyrics and be like, this is your homework. The rest of the... Yeah, uh, that's what that's what Brianna tried telling her, but Cheyenne's not going to do that. She doesn't care enough. Bro. Well... Watch your tongue. She's she's a hater. I wanted to end the Hosier podcast with this thing. You guys could say something else after. I don't care. I just wanted to make sure I got out before forgetting. Is that, um, like I said, this... Po- this uh, album huh podcast this album has been hard for me to listen to and it's been a lot of like just accepting that things end and things don't go the way that you want them to go and that it's very sad and 
although I'm not listening it to it as much as I'd like to, I'm looking forward to the future of when I can put this album on and I can feel like I am past that point in my life where you go through that really intense transformation. And you can actually look back like the, uh, what song was it? He said, it looks back, it hurts. but well, no. Abstract. Abstract, when he says... Uh, um, the memory hurts, but it does me no harm. Yes. Thank you. I should have fucking... You're welcome. Um, I apologize, Kenzie. I feel like my Scorpio 12th house and my Scorpio moon has been listening to this album on repeat, like a true ca- crime documentary. Like, it shouldn't bring me comfort, but it does. <laughs> I feel like it will bring me more comfort when I'm not in this phase of my life, and I'm, I think I'll literally start baby crying when I put on this album maybe like in a year or so, and I can know that I'm not in that part of my life anymore, even though I'm still so grateful for this part of my life. And you should get a vinyl record, just the record part, and I, then when you get a vinyl record player in a year's time, you pull it out, wipe the dust off, you know, pull it out of the sleeve for the first time, put it on, and experience it again for the f- first time. Hey, isn't that interesting? First light, we come back around. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Yeah, I mean, I heard that it was a really hard album for Hosier to write, so I can imagine the feelings that he is putting into words, hurting people who are going through whatever, like, same emotions that he went through writing it. Mm-hmm. So, it makes sense. Oh my god. So I love this man so much. I'm sorry. And I will be meeting him, and, and I hope I get more than five minutes to talk to him, because I love him so much. I feel so <laughs> guilty, like, not knowing the second half as much. Had, had I been this passionate about it on the last episode, I feel like I would have had so much more to say. And I think some of them are just first impressions, and I hope that the listeners understand that, and that I still appreciate it. If anything, I appreciate knowing more about some of the songs. But, you know, that's just what song and music and art is about, so... But uh, still, my favorite. It more. Yeah. So, what are we showing next week, guys? Um, next week we are watching the live action of Little Mermaid because it's on Disney Plus, and I wanted to watch this when it was in theaters, but we just didn't have time. So I decided to kill two birds, one stone, and <laughs> and and make you watch it, and then talk about it on the podcast. Yep. So Mariah and I met up to watch it today, and then we played Moncala instead, and I got to beat her twice. Rough. So I'm excited. I've heard very mixed reviews about the film. Um, I personally did not grow up as a Little Mermaid girly, um, but this film obviously important for me in my culture. Do it for the culture. <laughs> Do it for the culture. Yeah. And I heard that it was like a really cute romance. Like I didn't really like the Little Mermaid that much growing up. I didn't like the romance that much. Like, it wasn't there. I agree. I actually agree. With romance wasn't that good, but I like mermaids. Sorry. But I heard this one had some really good romance with it. She was barely a mermaid in the movie. But my autistic ass wanted to watch the moment yeah. she was. That's fine. I mean, I watched yeah. Peter Pan. They had mermaids and they were there for two seconds. I know. Yes. Yes. Okay. I wait, mean- wait, wait. Mariah's autistic... Uh, Disney flick as a child was Peter Pan. Mine was Alice in Wonderland. Something about all the food and colors. I, w- I could taste it all. I was very afraid and, of Alice in Wonderland, but I would still put it on because I wanted to taste the foods and the colors. So Yeah. It has to be pre-3D time, though, so pre-frozen. Kaylin, I think it's the Scorpio in us. We're like this magical land that's actually secret, so dark, you're and saying terrifying. I have, my favorite, <laughs> I have to pick my favorite Disney movie before they had the 3D ones? Yeah, because I feel like that's um, definitely, like, whatever one was your autistic. Also, Aristocats was... I think um, for me, it was Hercules, because I would pause the uh, movie when they'd show me all the Greek gods, and I wanted to see each one, but, you know, they pan over them so fucking quickly. Yeah, they do. That's a really good one for you, and I'm happy you mentioned that this podcast. And I didn't see Hercules until I was a grown adult. I was 18 when I, I saw it. I loved Hercules, and honestly, 
Hercules and Meg have so much fucking chemistry uh-huh. for a Disney movie like they do. Before I'd even seen Hercules, I had that song on repeat on Spotify. Uh, well, both of them. Go to the distance and um, Meg's song. The- when I'm feeling down on myself. I that song on her story, actually. So go to the yeah. distance and I was like. When I'm feeling down on myself and I need to, I need to pick me up. I got my little playlist that's like for my low vibe days. But that's my always go to. Dude, yeah, you posted that, and I was really like, that is such a vibey song, bro. Like, yep. It reminds me that no matter how hard my life is, that I can do whatever I do want to do. Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to be streaming Little Nightmares 3 soon, guys. So, um, as soon as we <laughs> We're just, this- like, putting out our entire schedule now. I'm talking to the fucking viewers yeah, right well, now. I've got work. <laughs> Excuse me? Anyways, as I was saying, when we get this streaming shit set up to our loyal and devoted uh viewers listeners you will be viewing us as we stream on i think twitch whatever we'll get back to you but that's a little nugget something to look forward to uh we love little nightmares so i'm very excited you should drop this again next time at the beginning of the podcast because most people don't listen to a full podcast all right i'll drop it i'll drop it sunk in uh sea of thieves i'll drop it at the beginning of the next podcast because we will be streaming within the next month and we're going to be doing it and it's going to be fun when does little nightmares 3 come out um no we're not gonna be streaming little nightmares 3 i'm saying oh yeah we want to do the first and the second one we're going to start streaming in general very soon because we're hilarious and i want people to see us so there you go guys That's the end of the podcast today. Talk to you guys next week. Bye. 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 Kaylin always be.